So mm-hmm. if you're starting out and you don't have much of a process, a podcast can help you build it. If you already have a process, you want to try to make that better. A podcast can help you improve it. But you have to understand where you're coming from. And then I think you need to understand where you want to go in order to figure out how something like investing in podcasting fits into that mix. Once you understand where you are and where you want to go, then you can figure out, all right, how am I going to leverage podcasting? How is that going to help? Right? You should be able to figure a lot of this out before even getting started. Right? There's people like us out there producing a lot of this content, which is giving away a lot of these tips, essentially, for folks who want to invest in podcasting for business to better understand what it can help with doing. But some of the advantages, obviously, are podcasting is a great, I call it like a master key, essentially. It can open almost any lock. It can get us to and through almost any audience at any level because the motivation I want to be on a podcast is very high for most people. So that ends up being a very effective networking tool. All right. Uh, so uh, like like we're want to do, um, I've been recording a daily episode and it's been going really well. Uh, but every now and again, I get stuck just like any other human being would. And today I got stuck trying to talk about something that uh, is really important to, I think, podcasters and particularly folks who are doing a B2B podcast. And that is, um, uh, there's a couple of things that are out of balance, right? So you'll have heard on previous versions or previous episodes of this show that I've talked about, just get started, just just go. Like you've got so much learning to do, you should go uh, and get through those early and awkward phases of recording a podcast. Um, but at the same time, you're going to look at your podcast at some point, uh, or your content creation, and you're going to go, this isn't scratching my business need. Um, and so there's some reconciliation that has to happen there where you move to, uh, maybe a slightly more strategic approach. And Sean, I know you've experienced a fair amount with some of this, like, you know, in the early days when you were podcasting, like, Hey, I started this. It's not, it's not generating business. Now what? Uh, and at those points, I think the the most important guidance we can both agree on is don't quit. <laughs> that's that's that you don't quit. But now, what do you do? It's a fair question uh, because we talk to a lot of people that I think have goals in mind, but oftentimes those goals I think aren't necessarily based in reality. And they don't really know what to expect. So I probably was one of those as well. Also, I didn't really know what to expect when I was just getting started with podcasting, but it was good to have a goal, right? And then ultimately, what you're planning in theory, it's always different in practice, right? It might be slightly different. It might be dramatically different. It all depends. But to your point, the key is really just kind of just dive in and get started. Don't worry about a lot of the details that might bog you down or slow down progress in the beginning. Just dive in and then work on figuring it out. There's a ton of content out there about a lot of people who have done this. And my I'm the same, where if you go back to a lot of my older stuff, it's much worse than what I'm creating now, but I'm nowhere, I'm still not where I ultimately want to be either. So I think you have to understand that realization is just like anything else, playing an instrument, learning a language, whatever, trying to get in shape. There's always a next level to your level of progression. And that's okay. That is in keeping with the focus being enjoying the journey, right? And you have to enjoy the journey. So that goes for just about anything uh, in life and in business, but it's no different when it comes to this is 
you're going to have levels of progression. And then after you've gotten started with it and figured out that you want to stick with it, which I think that's the biggest milestone to reach, especially in the beginning. Now you can start figuring out, all right, once you're into a rhythm and you're producing content consistently, now at what point do you want to make any changes, upgrades, improvements, whatever? And you could do that as long as you do so in a sustainable way. To me, you always want to keep in mind the end goal, which is something you just said. And that's, I want to be able to turn it on. And then I realistically never want to turn it off, probably. At least that's my goal. Like, I want to be able to continue to do it. I just want to continue to get better at it because I enjoy it. And then along the way, there are areas of opportunity for improvement if and when the time is right, right? But don't over overwhelm yourself too much too soon. And like, in addition to all of that, I think it's also good to have objectives that you want to accomplish with your show. So understanding why you're doing it and what you're expecting to get out of it. And that can change too, right? But at least have a general expectation or perhaps some goals that you'd like to achieve with investing in something like podcasting, and then make sure it's making progress against those goals. If it isn't, you're gonna have to figure out why not. And if you end up learning that whatever goals you originally set need to change, you can update those and you can continue along your journey. But um, if you find out it isn't for you, then maybe you make it make a change. Yeah, it's a it's a super complicated, um, and I say complicated not because um, uh, not because it's like rocket science or neurosurgery or any of that kind of stuff, but complicated because um, there is a ton of shiny pennies to chase along the way, right? Definitely. So when you start the process of content creation, you're like, oh man, I want to really get better at this, and then you start chasing like all of the people that great create great content. I want to make more like them or more like this, um, but. As a business owner, I think it's important to circle back to the overall objective, which is, you know, you started a podcast because you want to grow the business. And we see some critical failures in that um, that chain of causality, I think, as, you know, podcast uh, production company and a marketing company. We run into this all the time. Folks are like, okay, well, yeah, I want to do this. They turn it on. Um, and, and the now what question, they start chasing views or engagement or things like that, which seems like business, but it's not, uh, it is, uh, it is a step in the process. And I think it's important not to chase that fool's gold without an understanding of how it connects to your deeper sales process, right? So without a strong sales approach, without a strong marketing program that you can plug into, your podcast is an, almost just a, a, an attachment, an unnecessary attachment for a lot of folks. So how do you, you know, how do you, when you've seen it work well, how do folks connect the podcast into a stronger sales process? Great question. I think there's two different ways you could potentially think about it. Either you're building something new or you're looking to make something you already do better, like augmented. And podcasts can help you with either one or both of those, but you have to understand where you're coming from. So mm -hmm. if you're starting out and you don't have much of a process, a podcast can help you build it. If you already have a process, and you want to try to make that better. A podcast can help you improve it, but you have to understand where you're coming from. And then I think you need to understand where you want to go in order to figure out how something like investing in podcasting fits into that mix. Once you understand where you are and where you want to go, then you can figure out, all right, how am I going to leverage podcasting? How is that going to help? Right. You should be able to figure a lot of this out before even getting started. Right. There's people like us out there producing a lot of this content, which is giving away a lot of these tips essentially for folks who want to invest in podcasting for business to better understand what it can help with doing. But some of the advantages obviously are, 
Podcasting is a great, I call it like a master key, essentially. It can open almost any lock. It can get us to and through almost any audience at any level because the motivation I want to be on a podcast is very high for most people. So that ends up being a very effective networking tool. So if your business has got anything to do with referrals, which many businesses do, podcasting can make a lot of that better, potentially more effective and definitely more efficient because you can just be much more strategic about who you're reaching out to. You can send a lot less outreach in order to connect with a lot more of who you want to connect with, right? And all of these advantages that podcasting provides can be done whether you're starting something new or whether you're trying to make something you're already doing better or complement that or whatever. But it's a way to lead with value. And once you know that and understand and appreciate what that means, then you can figure out how to make any processes that either you're currently investing in or that you don't have and want to build better or well-established. Yeah. And for those of you listening, I think if you look back, there's several episodes where we talk about the benefits of building in public and how to navigate the the testing and experimentation and trial and error process um, through content creation as a way to get better honed in on things like your ideal target market, thing uh, ways to talk and get in front of folks that maybe you couldn't get in front of otherwise. Um, but you know, again, as you go through this, I think the other thing that's really important, um, and, and I've seen this, is you need to have a reasonable time horizon for outcomes here. The content creation journey is a slow process. It's a slow boil. It's going to take a long time to build an audience. It's going to take a long time for you to make anything that's worth listening or watching to. And that's just the nature of the beast. So, uh, or, or Mr. Beast as the case may be. So as you <laughs> go through this process, right, um, you have to have reasonable expectations. And I, uh, you know, early on, I was like, oh man, I'm going to make this one piece of content. It's going to be like the magic bullet theory, right? Like this one piece of content is going to send us rocketing in the stratosphere. And it, it, it really doesn't work that way at all. But that doesn't mean the journey is not worth making. Right, because this content, once it's out there, is live and available for ostensibly forever. Um, so it's like planting seeds that may not yield fruit for uh, days, weeks, or months, or even years. So when you're talking about this process, I mean, for you, you've been podcasting now for several years. What what has been like kind of the one of the bigger kind of learnings when it comes to how do you dial this back into the business, um, and and what goes next? Great question. I think under having the right expectations up front is really important. Like you said, uh, not expecting to become Mr. Beast overnight is probably a pretty good place to start. <laughs> but in the beginning, in the earlier phases of investing in podcasting for business, I would point people to the fact that podcasting is a really effective networking tool. So sooner rather than later, you'll be able to see results in terms of being able to connect with the people that you want to connect with leveraging the podcast as a platform for which you're connecting with them about and what you're going to be in, investing in the relationship for. That's the early stage stuff. The longer term is the content creation and results that that will produce. So it's kind of like a hunting versus farming thing. There's the sales and marketing um, kind of like paradigm where people talk about sales as hunting and uh marketing is farming. And I like that as a visual and a better way to understand basically how do you make strike a good balance between the two of those. I think a pod, the interesting thing about podcasting, I think, is it gives you the ability to make progress on both. It isn't one or the other. It's essentially a good hybrid approach. 
so that you can use it from a hunting perspective to go meet a lot of the great people that you want to meet. You can do that right away with very little experience, uh, not a huge track record. And it's a great way to start building great relationships with people and then getting your feet wet with podcasting. Over time, as you figure out your voice, your show, the message that you want to create, the topics you want to cover, all that kind of stuff, and you figure out how to create better content, the show itself will grow if you're sticking with it. That will then produce the results that you get from the value in farming, and that will send more people to you. I get inbound messages now all the time from legitimate companies that want to be a guest on my show. Mm -hmm. Now, I largely kind of, at least a little bit, don't need to do a ton of outbound to book great guests on my show. Whereas before I needed to do that because it was new, but it works because people wanted to be on a podcast. Now it still works. It's just, I have to invest less time and effort into it because the show itself has started to gain traction with the audience that I wanted to gain traction with. And before, in a bunch of my episodes or like early on the earlier side of things, they were all over the place because I really wasn't sure I was finding my voice. I was figuring out what the show was going to be all about, all that kind of stuff. I had a bunch of ideas and it's easy to get lost in all those traps and spin your wheels, but I think the key among all of it is really just if you're enjoying it, if you're having fun with it and you want to continue with it, just keep going. And these things will ultimately iron themselves out. And then you will get to a position where kind of like my show is at now and our show is getting to as well, where you're getting the right type of inbound that you're looking for. And that's just going to continue to produce results. But the key is really, and this is the biggest mistake I think we see people make, even those that get at or near this point where they start seeing the results or building great relationships and all that kind of stuff is they stop. And that is like the beginning of the end for a podcast is you can't stop. I don't even like the concept of seasons, realistically. Like if you want to make it work and you can do that, great. But most people, when they're like, I went to the gym, I got in great shape, or I started eating right, it's great. I'm going to take a couple of months off. Oh man, that's a horrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Never take any time off. Like instead of that, my opinion, right, is like, figure, don't go like hard in the paint for a fixed period of time and then expect to take a bunch of time off because that is not sustainable, in my opinion. I think instead you figure out how to like, how do I work out enough to the point where like, I'm getting good value out of it, but I'm not overwhelming myself. I'm not pushing like injury or something like that. Yeah. How do I make little improvements to my diet? So that I just basically just start eating better. And that, be but that becomes my new baseline. It's not like a quote unquote, a diet, right? Most people say most diets fail. It's because there's such abrupt like shift and you're trying to go like cold Turkey and it's just not like, I'm never eating pizza again. I'm never going to have any yeah, desserts again. Like work. that's just, hey, right, exactly. So like eventually that stuff is going to come back and you're going to want to do that. And you're just like, it's going to build, build, build until like it explodes and you don't want that, right? So like make it sustainable, fit it into your routine, make it a process of something that you continually manage, make sure you're getting value yeah. out of it, that you enjoy it. And then like, it's just always going to be there and it's going to become your new baseline. And we talked about this, like the you get into a, a, a firm understanding that this is a lifestyle, um, that content creation becomes a way you approach the business broadly. And, and, you know, a lot of folks will, will slag that as like, oh yeah, you're, you know, you're trying to become an instant influencer or you're, you know, bucking to become Joe Rogan. And that's not it at all. I mean, I, I can speak clearly for, for what I do and why I do it. You know, a lot of this is I love the education component. I love to teach. It's built into who and how I am. If I learn something, there's no reason for me to sit on that. Like I want to give it away as soon as I can to as many people as possible. You know, I think you have a similar kind of approach that, you know, taking that natural desire to want to help other people 
and using the content you create through business to do that and help them solve their problems, I think is a, is a, is a wonderful way to approach this at the same time, you know, then taking a strategic approach and going back and saying, okay, great. Now I've, I've committed to this lifestyle. How can I turn this into a way to monetize the rest of what I do? I think that's another important question. And as we get more refined in our understanding of it, because you're never done, right? And that's the other part of this. It's super important. You're, you're never good at it. I mean, you, you look at the videos that are out there. You look at Mr. Beast. He sells. He still says, like, I'm still trying to figure out how to become the best YouTuber in the world, the most followed person, whatever. He's on a quest. We're on a quest. Nobody's there. There is no finish line. <laughs> Just keep running. Um, yep. And and I think that's an important part of the conversation as well. So once you switch over to lifestyle and you kind of know what and why and how you're doing it, then you can figure out you know, the rest of the monetization strategy from there. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Hey, you, yes, you, it's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet, or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that, uh, for free. We'll help you figure out, uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below, uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.